Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, good morning. Mm. <clears throat> yes, via Kim from Casper. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I, I just want to speak blessing over us this morning. Uh, this is this is from Kim. Uh, I want to speak into your identity. Those things that may not be in fullness, but they are. Rejoice in who God has called you to be. And I, I release over you supernatural grace, love, and reconciliation. And I, I just speak the fullness of Jesus into each one of us because that's where God's taking us. And he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. He is well able. So we, we must grab onto that because that is the truth. If, if we don't believe that, it says more about our doubt in him than our own weakness, than our belief in our own weakness, you know what I mean? Because he is stronger than our weakness. That is the truth. So, Vanji, I release that into you. Dale, I release that to you. Barbara, I release that to you. And Billy, and Rose, and Phil, I release that to you. Lynn, I release that to you. Bev and Arnie, I release that to you. Daniel, I release that to you. Lou, I release that to you. Felipe, Tasha, I release that to you. Sylvia and Brian, I, I release that to you. And Sylvia, I just speak that you are fully accepted in the beloved. And Brian, that's for you too. <laughs> and Jim, I release that to you. And Tricia, I release that to you. Eric and Allie, I release that to you and your whole family. And joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And, and just know that you bring such joy to the Father. Just who you are. Your, your heart of worship, your serving and loving heart, you bring him great joy. And, and Kim had something for you too. She saw you leaping with joy in your purpose as you're finally to receive, free to receive all that God has for you and lead others into their healing purpose. I receive it. Yeah, Kim released, wanted me to release beauty for ashes 
today. And I just speak removal of memories of lies and replace them with the truth and the fullness of joy and love of the Father. In Jesus' name. So, are you ready to worship? Amen. Amen. <laughs> what? I don't think he meant to leave you guys out. I didn't. Sorry, I speak <laughs> that over you, Landon, and you, Daniel, as well. <laughs> have a sense that, um, that there's something the Lord wants to do this morning in our hearts. And it's, it's going to really cause a shift. Paul said something about I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to those who believe. If our thinking is still according to the world, there is an element of being ashamed of the gospel. Because the true gospel is so outrageous, and in our need for what God did was so incredibly large that the thinking of the natural man would be ashamed to admit that need to admit that only God could do this. And having an element of being ashamed of the gospel keeps us from communicating the gospel to those who need the gospel, for whom it will become the power of God for salvation. So I, I feel like the Lord wants us to repent for that this morning. But there, there's, there's one other thing related to being ashamed that the Lord has dealt with me about. And I think there's probably others in here who might have to be dealt with uh, related to this. And, and this has to do with the Lord changing our thinking from the kingdom of this world into his kingdom. Because at one time we were a much bigger church. And so in my mind, that gave us more authority in, in the city. That the two have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> and and so I think there was something in me that was subconscious 
that was, I don't know if ashamed is exactly the right word, but that's the one that kind of comes to mind of, of having such a small church after having had a much larger church. And, and so I've repented of that. Because, um, as another pastor I know said, uh, I would rather lead 10 people to heaven than a thousand people to hell. And we, we are a remnant church. We're, we're a Gideon army type church. And the reality is that the people who are in here right now can do more to build God's kingdom in this city than, than any other church in town if, if we will truly step into what God wants to do and let that crucified life come forth in us so I say let's go for it <laughs> He's he's got to do it and he He's chosen us in a unique way. He's, he's brought us on this journey for the last two years to accomplish something. And we're at a different place than we were a week ago as a body. And we're stepping into more of what God is doing and what he wants to do. And the Lord is, is releasing us from tradition, from expectation, from the thinking of this world. And, and I know some of the people who, who have left have left because of this thinking that I'm talking about. There's got to be something wrong going on there, or, or this this would not be happening. And <clears throat> I'm telling you, the Lord has said time and time again, that's not it. I'm I'm doing this, and <laughs> and so I just uh, let's just take a little time before the Lord right now and and repent of either being ashamed of the gospel or uh, being ashamed of being in, in such a small church <laughs> because the Lord says there's nothing to be ashamed of <laughs> and, and he's got this and he's going to bring forth what he desires among us and it's, it's going to be good so let's do that. Uh, we're just going to play instrumentally a little bit, and then I'm going to release a couple things, and, and we might do one more song.
have the prayer we're supposed to read out loud together. I wrote it out. I got to spend a week in submission in Canada, worshiping, submitting to God, repenting. And we're exactly where we're supposed to be. you, Lord. Father, I surrender to you completely now. I yield everything to you. I'm Tasha. Why don't you do this just phrase by phrase? And then I'll just repeat it. Okay. Don't worry, and, let and, me quick. And go, and go slow. Go slow. <laughs> go, go slow because give us time to think about it. Process. Yeah. Okay. So, first phrase again. No, this is good stuff. This is, this is it. The, the Lord told me Tasha had something for us today, so. Here I am. <laughs> Whenever you do anything important in life, you stand up and do it. So let's stand up. Yeah. Heavenly Father. I surrender to you completely now. Heavenly Father, I surrender to you completely now. I yield everything to you. I yield everything to you. My body, my soul, and my spirit. My body, my soul, and my spirit. My family, my job, my, my finances. My family, my job, my finances my weaknesses, my strengths, my past, my weaknesses, my strengths, my past, my present and my future, my present and my future, everything that I am, everything that I am, for all eternity, for all eternity, I ask you, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to give me a repentant heart for all the things I've done to give me a repentant heart for all the things I've done to grieve you to grieve you all my sins all my sins my iniquities my iniquities my coldness of heart my coldness of heart and my lack of trust and my lack of trust I ask you to empower me to turn around I ask you to empower me to turn around to go the other way to go the other way the way that pleases you the way that pleases you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life right now. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life right now. I praise you and I love you. I praise you and I love you. I ask you to help me receive the things I've asked for from the Father. I ask you to help me receive the things I've asked for from the Father. From the Father through Jesus from the Father through Jesus. Help me to come into fellowship and communion with you. Help me to come into fellowship and communion with you. For I really don't know how to do it myself. For I really don't know how to do it myself. Make me fully aware of your presence. Make me fully aware 
of your presence and enable me to hear your voice and enable me to hear your voice I promise to obey I promise to obey Lord Jesus anoint me with the Holy Spirit as I obey anoint me with the Holy Spirit as I obey give me your power to touch those around me give me your power to touch those around me and those you bring across my path and those you bring across my path show me what to do next show me what to do next and help me to never neglect your fellowship and help me never to neglect your fellowship in the name of Jesus amen in the name of Jesus amen deal with the uh, ashamed of the gospel and ashamed of being small stuff okay so I just release over us the grace to embrace the gospel and to share the gospel with those who are in need with those who are ready with those the Holy Spirit puts before us And I just release a new level of kingdom, understanding, and thinking to see things the way God sees them and not the way the world sees them. Because, Lord, we, we choose to take our place. And we receive the mandate that you've given us as, as a body, as a people. declare that we are appointed and anointed and chosen by you and we say yes to your call and your mandate upon us and we will see ourselves as you see us not as the world tells us we are <laughs> by the power that raised Jesus from the dead Amen. After spending a couple days with Mark last week, um, <clears throat> I, I just, I feel like I'm at a different place and corporately we're at a different place. And that's awesome. <laughs> uh, something happened. Um, <clears throat> when Mark was here previously, um, I think I honored him by... Uh, saying that he had become or was a, a spiritual father to us as as a body, and by by my saying that and by my 
receiving and recognizing him as a spiritual father for myself and, and for this body, I, I believe he was able to speak into us at a different level this time than maybe he ever has before. And, and that will continue. And, and as, as we were ministering to Mark uh, on Thursday night, um, <clears throat> the Lord just gave me this, this revelation that uh, by, by accepting, you know, there's, there's that uh, passage of if you receive a prophet, then you receive a prophet's reward. Well, that was, that's essentially what, what I had done and what we were doing as a body by, by receiving him as a spiritual father and a prophetic apostolic spiritual father. We were able to receive that from him at, at a different level. And, and that is the reward that, that we received by honoring him and receiving him as, as that, as, as that would, and, and that's what he is. But, but you can have him come and speak and not recognize him as that and not receive at the same level. So I, I believe that's what that passage is, is really saying. And then after he left, um, <clears throat> The Lord's done something just in my heart about becoming a spiritual father because I now have one. And that's a pretty amazing thing. And, and the God, God just did that. Because uh, I, I I've prayed for a Paul in, in my life a lot, and never really have had one that offered himself to to be a spiritual father the way Mark has. And uh, I'm I'm just so thankful, and, and I know I'm going to be a better spiritual father now uh, for anyone who wants to receive that. So. <clears throat> That's that's pretty exciting, to me anyway. Uh, let's let's pray because I'm just not exactly sure where God wants to go at this point. <laughs> um, Father, we thank you for uh, your goodness to us, and I, I thank you that you've you've just taken us to to a new place. Uh, even as a people. Uh, so, so right now we just receive that. And I ask for you for grace to, to walk in it, in the new place. And, and we just say, have your way among us today. In, in Jesus' name. <clears throat> so, uh, part of what I wanted to talk about today is, is practical. 
uh, about building the kingdom in, in this city. And, you know, that's, that's something that Mark has prophesied over us about <clears throat> being builders, and, and that's what we're building, is, is the kingdom of heaven in, in this city and actually in this region. He, he released us in, into regional impact uh, this, this last time he was here, and we've, we've received that upgrade in, in our mandate. So if, if we are to be builders of the kingdom of heaven, um, what, what does that really look like? So I, I want to be kind of practical with that uh, for us this morning. Uh, <clears throat> I, I think there's, there's two other thoughts uh, that we need to keep in mind that are related to to this, and uh, also related to the idea that we've been developing for a while about being a people who who cultivate and protect the the place of encounter, the place of meeting, uh, the time of meeting with with God in in our own lives. Uh, <clears throat> And, and one, of, one of these thoughts that's related to that and also building the kingdom is the idea of abiding. Abiding in Christ. And, and that is a very personal thing. I, I can only abide for myself. I can't abide for you, and you can't abide for me. Uh, we, we each must uh, cultivate and protect that place of connectedness. And, and that, so abiding really is just another way of describing the place of encounter with God because it's, it's all about that connectedness. And, and it comes from John chapter 15, and, and I will share with you Yeah, since I'm not doing PowerPoints that often anymore, you know, you guys need to get in the habit of bringing your Bibles. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> John chapter 15, starting in verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. I mean, I could just stop there because that's the primary message right there. Without that connectedness, there's nothing we can do. Without the life of the vine flowing into us through a connectedness, we can have no impact for the kingdom of heaven. I mean, there's, there's a lot we can do. You understand. There's an infinite number of things that we can do, but Jesus is only speaking about fruitfulness and having impact for the kingdom. So we can do all kinds of other things without the connectedness, but it will have no impact. That's what Jesus is saying. 
So if anyone does not abide in me, continuing in verse 6, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. <clears throat> now there's a key idea here, specifically for us and for our calling. Because God is somewhat uniquely calling us as a body to be a people of prayer. Which, which also is, is to be a people who encounter God regularly. Because remember that new definition for prayer that the Lord gave me some time back? To pray is to touch the heart of God and have our heart touched by God. That's, that's praying. Uh, sitting down and bringing him a laundry list of requests may or may not be praying <laughs> if there is no heart connection. Okay? So, <clears throat> if now, now part of this um, calling to prayer that the Lord has given us is, is going to be serving the regional body of Christ by being intercessors for the body of Christ in this region. Because the Lord has spoken a couple times through strong prophetic people that he has given us as a body an Esther anointing. And what that means is the Lord has called us to the place of proximity to the throne closeness to the throne. And it's for the sake of asking for things for others. Because that is exactly what Esther did. There, I mean, you, you remember the situation. Uh, the decree had come down. The law had been signed that all of the Jews would be killed, annihilated, destroyed. And the clock was ticking. And, and the Lord had raised up Esther for such a time as that and given her that position of proximity to the king that no one else had in the kingdom. And still there was fear. Because even for her <clears throat> to come before the king without being asked for uh, put her own life at risk. So as in, in fulfilling her role, she was fulfilling the role of Christ of laying down her life 
for the sake of her people. And, and I'm, I'm telling you today that's part of our calling as the Cheyenne Vineyard is to be people who are willing to lay down our lives in prayer before the Lord for the sake of the church in this region. Because what, what the Lord is saying right now, this moment, is that what he wants to happen isn't going to happen with most of those churches in the region because their prayer lives are exceedingly weak. And so the Lord needs a people to whom what, what Jesus said can be true. Because this is, this is the ultimate uh, Esther anointing. If you abide in me, verse 7, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. And the only way the Lord answers that promise is, is when a people have entered into a crucified life and, and they have a heart that is more toward the Lord and toward what He wants than even what they want. Because it's only then that they can be trusted with that promise. And, and so, so this is what the Lord is calling us to. And, and it's, it's pretty awesome, but to, to be that kind of people is, is to be a people who have the heart of God, who have the heart of Moses, who, when being attacked by the very people that he was leading, Never said, yes, get him, God. But always laid, laid down, face down, and cried out to the Lord for mercy for those people. For the sake of his name. And I just want to release that over us right now. God, that you would give us a heart for your name to, to protect his name and see his name be honored as it should be because it's not in our culture. His, his name is despised. His name is trampled underfoot. His, his name is falsified by, by so much of what calls itself the church.
And so this, <clears throat> this is what the Lord's calling us to. Do, do you see this? Do yes. Yes. <laughs> Amen. And there is overlap <laughs> between the two, but they are not the same. That's right. So I, I want us to, even before the Lord, uh, sit back and, and, and let him show us individually how he has been working in us and among us over these last couple years to, to bring us to a different place where we're willing to become a real servant-hearted people who, who will seek the Lord for what he wants to happen in, in his church in, in this region. And, and so the other uh, idea that <clears throat> relates to what I've been talking about and, and this new calling that, that the Lord is uh, be beginning to reveal in, in more uh, detail is the idea of the crucified life. And, and I, I've, been, I've spoken on this some in, in the last year. Um, I've been seeking understanding from the Lord about this because I, I know this is, this is where the power is. Because, I mean, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he had the power to do anything the Father wanted done before him. Right? Yeah. I mean, make the deaf hear, make the blind see, cleanse leprosy, raise the dead. I, it didn't matter. Cast out demons. It didn't matter what the need was. There was sufficient power to make it happen. So when, when we are allowing him to live his life through us, the same power is available. And, and so <clears throat> this is how Paul described it. I have been, cru in Galatians 2.20, 2 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, that's a, that's a pretty bold statement, right? I, Paul, one of the most gifted, one of the chosen to, to be an elite religious leader, among the Jewish people, uh, threw all that away 
counted it all as, as loss for the sake of knowing Christ Jesus. And for the sake of the life of Jesus coming forth in him. So what, what exactly does the crucified life look like? <laughs> That's how to get there, the holy romance. But what it looks like is whose nature is being revealed at this moment. Is it my nature or is it his nature? That's the test. Because only one can be revealed at a time. It's, it's either the nature of Christ coming forth, or it is Jay that's being exposed and revealed and coming forth. It can't be both. <laughs> and the other test, I guess, <clears throat> is whose life is coming forth, being revealed, is it, is it the life of Jesus or is it the life of Jay? Well, it's not always the life of Jesus as much as I would like it to be. But, but I, I think these points of, of understanding uh, give us some practical tools to help us get somewhere. In, in living the crucified life. See, we, we need, it's, it, there's only one way for the life of Christ to come forth in us, and that is to, to be so connected to him all the time that we know what his heart would be right now. Because a moment ago, I was in communion with him. <laughs> so when I'm confronted with whatever situation it is that's before me, I, I know what, what he would do, what, what his heart would be. And then I allow that to come forth. So <clears throat> anyway, the, these, these really are just other ways of describing, other ways of illuminating, uh, being a people who cultivate and protect that, that place of encounter with God because what the Lord desires is that place of encounter be continuous, be, be just always. That's, that's abiding. <laughs> that, that is what abiding is. And... and that is the description of, of what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. It's the only way he could say that. And, and he truly could say that because we, we see the fruit of his life. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, I, I, I say that kind of as introduction. <laughs> to a few practical ideas about uh, seeing the kingdom come. 
You know, we, we know from John chapter or uh, Matthew chapter 6, um, the model prayer that Jesus gave, one of the things that he, he told us to pray was, your kingdom come, or another way of interpreting that or uh, translating that into English is come with your kingdom and let your will be done. Those, those are like the first two things in, in that model prayer. So, so they were keys. We, we pray that. And one thing that I, I think I'm, I'm learning about is that if, if we're praying something and we have the capacity to be the answer, the Lord expects us to be the answer. Or, or we lose our standing in asking for that thing. For example, okay, uh, if, if there's someone hungry before us and, you know, we, we do what James said not to do, and we just say, well, I'll pray for you to be nourished and, and fed and clothed and uh, to have a blessed day. But we don't feed them. You know, what, what have we done? Um, we've not done right. That's, that's what James was saying. Uh, <clears throat> so that's one of the verses that kind of communicates that idea. That if, if we're praying for something and we have the capacity to be the answer, the Lord expects us to be the answer. Um, <clears throat> so that truth actually applies to the model prayer. Okay? If we're praying for the kingdom to come and for the will of God to be done right here in Cheyenne, where is it that God expects you to bring the kingdom? You know? Is it your, your family would be one place? Because you, you have access, you, you have um, authority in, in prayer for your own family. Um, your, your workplace. Um, again, you, you have authority, you have access. Uh, some people here understand what it's like to maybe be the only believer. Uh, in, in a particular workplace with, with that access and, and authority? Because if, if there's more than one, then, then you can actually come together and agree in prayer for the kingdom to come in that place, for God's will to be done, and, and you, can, you can pray. And, and probably this praying this stuff that I'm giving you right now is going to have more effect than anything you could personally do other than the praying. 
but you've, you've got to maintain your place of authority in that place by being the kingdom yourself. By, by being that one who abides, by, by being that one who does the will of God in that workplace, and, and that may be continually showing mercy and forgiving people who are not nice and mean. And it, it's going to be praying for those who are in authority, that, <clears throat> that they would have wisdom, that they would operate according to God's ways so that his blessing can come. And because, I mean, that's how it works. Obedience, go, go back to Deuteronomy 28 uh, and uh, Leviticus 12. Um, bless, obedience, blessing. <laughs> Disobedience, <laughs> bad stuff. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, <clears throat> so pray for the will of God to be done and be the one who starts it yourself and and you will begin to see the kingdom of God come more and see I mean we have to understand this about God is he continually is looking for um, places where, where he can bless you, you know that that passage from uh, oh I forget exactly where it is. I think it's in Second Chronicles. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are fully committed to him. He, he wants to bless. He, he wants to show himself strong. He, he wants to release blessing upon the whole earth. But when, when every... Buddy, well, let's just narrow it down a little bit. When all of the businesses in, in Cheyenne are operating in ways that are contrary to his kingdom, how many can he bless? None, right? <laughs> so if, if there's one that's, that's fully operating according to his truth and, and his ways, uh, he, he's got one now. <laughs> that he can bless. Um, <clears throat> and that's one of the ways that God's, God brings restoration. Uh, he, he's got to reveal the faultiness of a foundation and, and then allow its destruction before something can be rebuilt. And, and that's kind of where we are in our country. The I mean, the foundations are being revealed right now. And, and there's, there's all kinds of faultiness in, in the foundations because we, we as, as a nation, we've, we've not honored our, our fathers. I mean, which, which commandment is that out of the Ten Commandments? Five. So, number five. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew you would know that. Because <laughs> Barbara used to teach her kids that quite a bit. That was probably some great wisdom from the Lord. <clears throat> but anyway, who, who are our fathers, our founding fathers? And what did they say? 
Well, well, most most in our generation don't even know because it hasn't been taught correctly for a generation. Um, <clears throat> since we've got revised history being taught now, uh, so if if we're going to honor our fathers and, and mothers, our our founding fathers, our those generations that went before us, we, we need to know what they said. And they, they dedicated this nation to the Lord. They made covenant with God. The, I mean, the only other nation on earth other than Israel that was under covenant with God as a nation. I mean, God initiated the one with Israel. But our founding fathers actually initiated the one uh, here. So there, there is a unique and special place in God's plan for this nation. But yet, at the same time, and as much of a patriot and lover of this country as I am, I, I am a temporary citizen of, of this nation, and I am a permanent citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And therefore, when my responsibilities between the two come into conflict, my responsibility to the eternal kingdom has to trump uh, my responsibility to, to this nation. And, and that may be hard at, at some point, at some time. And, and only God can show me what that looks like if, if the, the future is, is very difficult, which I, I expect it to be. So anyway, I'm kind of getting off my uh, practical... Um, <clears throat> ideas. Uh, so, so be an intercessor and, and be one who can bring God's blessing into whatever realms that the Lord allows you influence. And, and pray with people. This, this is the other thing. You know, in, in a lot of workplaces, you, you can't really evangelize. Uh, proselytize, they're, they're calling it now. Uh, and and you, you have to be careful in many places how you do that, but, but when, when you have a, a family member, a co-worker, who, who is going through difficulty and in pain, whether it's physical or emotional uh, or spiritual, you know, you, you can offer to pray with them right now and invite God in, into that situation right now. That's, that's what we do as, as the people of God, as, as priests. He, he's called us to be priests. So, and and when, when you do that, and, and I used to do that quite a bit when I was still at uh, the Department of Transportation. I, you know, I, I supervised a number of people, and, and I would pray with them regularly if they had a crisis, had an issue, had, had a need. And after a while, some would come to me and ask if I could pray for them, pray with them. And, and so we, we all can, can do that. Those, those are real practical things. Uh, I felt like um, Phil... I felt like the Lord wanted you to share a couple things. So, it, would you come up here? 
I'm not going to make it hard. In fact, I, I'm going to make it easy. Because <laughs> I, I, I think um, I'm just going to have you answer a few questions. Uh, unless, has the Lord put anything on your heart to share? Okay. Well, Phil, I, I have observed uh, a change in, in you over this last year and you know, even over the last number of months. Uh, and, and what I see is um, that there's, there's something related to cultivating and protecting the place of encounter with the living God that, that has brought forth that change. Would, would that be? That's true. That's true. Okay. So I, I would just ask you, uh, if, if you could say in a few words, maybe some practical things that you're doing that have facilitated that change. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I think one of the most important things is I'm trying to keep that time, that, that special time with the Lord, a long time, mm -hmm. and just searching what he wants for me to be doing for him. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, um, I'm blocking out all the other the other things around me that are taking me one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And um, I find that it's not about doing so much. It's about being mm -hmm. where he wants me to be. Yeah. And that, that's really important to me because mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing all the other things that I think are right, but what right. he wants me to be doing. Yeah. And so that time alone with him mm -hmm. is allowing me to separate that. Yeah. And... And I, I mean, going going back to John 15, I, I mean that's that's the key. We're not quite done yet. Um, <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> John 15 verse 10, if if you, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of liberty with the translation here. If you do what I tell you, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my have done what my father told me to do and abide in his love. So there's there's two things there <laughs> that that are related to the being and, and the time that you're talking about knowing what Jesus told you to do, <laughs> which we won't know if if we don't spend the time. Because that then we're not abiding. And then doing it is is the other thing. And <clears throat> so just just practically, like how much time are you doing and what are you doing in that time? Um, during that time, uh, how much time? It can be 15 minutes, but it can be an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. um, it, it seems to go by quickly when you're... Yeah, you, you don't realize how how long you've been there, right. but it's during the evening, late 
early hour, more early morning hours for me. Mm -hmm. Early morning hours when it's quiet. Yeah, when yeah. it's quiet. And um, mm -hmm. but I, I just believe he's trying to keep me in a place where um, I know I can't do it without him, but a place where you love him so much that you want to just be right as holy and as pure in your life that you can be. Yeah. And and that that is the key. Right. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Why do you think the first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your being? Because it, it, it all flows from there. The second commandment is love everybody else. <laughs> and you can't do the second without the first. Because <clears throat> it's only by being connected to, to the love of God in, in that kind of relationship that Phil's talking about that, that we can bring the kingdom that we can step into that Esther anointing and place and, and that, that we can change the world that, that's the only way because we know what Jesus said in John 15 <laughs> apart from that abiding how much can you do nothing <laughs> I mean again we can do all kinds of stuff but According to Jesus' definition of effectiveness, we, we can do nothing. So. <clears throat> I find myself uh, in, a, in a difficult time of year for me right now. But I, I find myself in peace because I deal with accepting that you have a responsibility for and and I and I think uh, part of what you're saying is through abiding we can bring our own understanding of who we are into alignment with what God's saying because yeah because because that's the key you know, <clears throat> most of us, I think, we have more of a tendency to focus on our own weakness and failures than, than who God says we are. And honestly, God would just have us quit <laughs> with focusing on our own weaknesses and failures and focus on him. Because we really can only focus on one thing at a time. Kind of like cheap binoculars. They, <laughs> they have a field of view about like this, so you can only focus on one <laughs> thing at a time. Or you've got to refocus. Uh, and and that's, that's, I think, what God would say to us today. Focus on me and believe me. So I, 
I hope that was helpful because the Lord is, is calling us as a people to build his kingdom here and to be a people of prayer and to build his kingdom through prayer. Because <clears throat> there's, there's, there's the two things. There's, there's what we can do that the Lord is telling us to do. And, and if we don't do it, nobody else is going to. So we got to do that. It's, it's like what James said about faith without works is dead. We, we've got to become a people of prayer and have that Esther place of closeness with, with the Lord. But then we also got to do what he says. <laughs> and, and have that in, in the back of our minds of being builders of the kingdom. So it's not either prayer or doing, it's both and. And, you know, that, that was part of Daniel's mother's word to us a few months ago. Uh, that's, that's part of what I would call about the four key prophetic words that we've relie- received as, as a body in, in about the last six months. God is just saying the same thing, and, and it's, it's coming into some clarity now. So one thing that, that we have to come to grips with, and it's going to be easier now that because we've dealt with this shame factor of being small, are, are we going to be okay with our prayers for the church in this region being answered and other churches growing and becoming more powerful and us not necessarily getting bigger. I'm I'm okay with that now. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't six months ago, but I'm okay with that now. Because I'm I'm not saying that's gonna happen, but what if? I I believe that, that as we step into being builders of the kingdom, that the Lord is gonna bring like hearted and like called people and, and we are going to see more people come but but they're just going to be people with the same heart and, and the same desire okay alright <laughs> awesome <laughs> let's pray uh, Father, I just thank you for bringing some clarity uh, about who you're making us into. (laughs) And I thank you that you've even brought us to a new place um, just in in this last week. And so, Lord, we, we say yes to this calling, uh, to be a people who really know you, who abide in you, who bring your kingdom to the places where you've put us, and, and who 
will intercede and, and want to see the whole church in this region succeed in your definition of success. And, and God, we, we just come to you in agreement right now asking for your name to be restored to its place of honor and glory in this city and in this region. And, and we've, we've said, Lord, here, here we are, choose us, and, and you have. So we thank you for that. And I just thank you for the new grace that you've released upon us. And I, I just release more joy upon us right now for, for the glory of your son, the, the glory of your kingdom. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Arnie has something to share um, quickly before we really close. Some of you may have heard of this. It's uh, not broadly uh, known, but um, how many of you heard, have heard about a resolution being considered by the city council? Um, let me just read a, a short comment about it from um, KGBA, KGAV.com. The Education and Outreach Coordinator for Wyoming Equality says that while an anti-discrimination resolution <coughs> being considered by the Sharon City Council wouldn't change any laws, it is politically important to get a, getting a statewide law passed protecting LGBT people. Um, Sarah Burlingame says that's because the clause that says the city supports a statewide anti-discrimination law. Um, in 2015, the legislature narrowly voted down such a bill, um, but she says if enough Wyoming communities pass resolutions in favor of a statewide law, it might show the kind of support that would sway state lawmakers. Um, okay, this was introduced last Monday. <coughs> to the council, but this Wednesday at six o'clock, the city council will be considering this resolution. Um, in light of what we've been talking about regarding the kingdom of God, I think it's important for us to understand that God is king. And what he says in his word is what we need to submit to. And that's a major part of our problem today in our culture is we, as a culture, have tended to reject God's authority and God's kingship over us as a city, as a nation. Um, so part of our role is to step into that place of speaking God's truth so that God's principles are upheld. Now, I, I once heard somebody say something that I think is important. We need to be known more as people who are for something 
than people who are against something. So we don't want to be, we certainly don't want to be condemning, okay? We need to realize that when Scripture, I mean, if you read, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where it talks about um, homosexuality leading to, um, I don't want to take very long on this, but um, yeah, Romans 1 is very specific. In fact, I've been reading the Old Testament recently where it says a number of times, cause them to know their abominations. You know, and Romans 1 says that homosexuality is an abomination. Now, but at the same time, we need to be sure that we are not coming across to people as being condemning because there is grace that God gives for all of us. And truly, is homosexuality worse than your sin and mine? It may not be your sin. I mean, I've got a friend at work who struggles with smoking. It's not my issue, thank God. But I have others that I struggle with, okay? And the grace of God is there for all of us to help us escape the snare of the devil, okay? So we need to have a heart that wants to bring redemption and bring God's life to people. But we still need to speak the truth. Because the truth is God doesn't want any of us in bondage to anything. He didn't send Jesus to die on the cross so we could continue to live in hell on earth. Amen? So, I encourage you um, to go Wednesday night at 6 o'clock to the city council chambers on O'Neill and um, you might want to bring a sign or something with you that expresses your opposition to the resolution. Uh, that's what happened on Monday night. They weren't allowed to speak, but there were about 20 representatives of the LGBT community who had signs saying you know, that they supported the resolution. And the city council needs to hear from us. They need to know what the citizens of this city believe, You know what, what we want to see them do. I've written a letter that I'm going to be sending to all the council members. Um, I, I plan to be there Wednesday night. But as we've been talking about today, it's not, you know, we, we're in a political season. But political action alone is not the answer. So let's pray. God, we ask that you would enable us to extend your grace and your mercy and your compassion to those who are caught in sin. God, we ask that you would help us to love people but hate sin, to love what you love, which is people, and to hate what you hate, which is sin. So, Father, we ask that you would enable us to go Wednesday night or to write our council members in a gracious way that communicates your truth but does not condemn. And, Father, we ask that you would move on the hearts of the city council to do what is right. 
Because your word says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace or to any people. So, Father, we want the, this city to be blessed because we live under your kingdom authority. And we ask that your kingdom principles would be lived out in our city government. We trust you with this situation, Lord. And we ask you to intervene. In Jesus' name, amen. So one more thing. Uh, Tony and Gwinnett's daughter, who lives in Laramie, is starting a, a study this week, I believe, but we could actually start next week, uh, called Game Changers. And this is uh, put out by Aglow International. And it's, it's really about uh, finding your identity in Christ, who you are in Christ. And it's, uh, do you remember how long the study is? I forget how many weeks. Do you remember? Yeah, maybe 16 weeks. Hmm. Actually, one, two. It shows five sessions. I thought it was a lot longer than that. Uh, anyway, if you might have interest in doing this, we, we would maybe be Skyping from here <laughs> to Laramie. Uh, since she'll be leading it. And then if we had somebody go through it here, uh, then we would probably be able to um, lead it here from here at a point in the future. So anyway, there's, there's a few of the books uh, on the back by the communion stuff. Uh, if, you wanna, if you're interested and you want to take a look at it, uh, if, if you are interested in doing it, let me know and I will communicate with Donette and then I'll I'll get back to you and let you know. She was doing it on Wednesday night, but she was willing to have another group maybe do it on Thursday night. So anyway, that's about all I know. Oh, it's material written by Graham Cook. Okay. So if anybody needs prayer, uh, you can come up and uh, we'll pray for you. Otherwise, be blessed.